Welcome back to the Perks Recap Podcast. Finally, you got, got a chance to get this done. Finally got Al and me, got our technical difficulties worked out for this. It is the Week 6 Review Podcast in the NFL. I always say our NFL content is some of the best. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. It is the review of Week 6 coming at you right now, me and Al. And we are back, finally. This is the latest we've ever done these reviews and previews. Uh, it is Thursday evening. By the time this gets published, it's going to be late Thursday. Al, we finally got it figured out, though. Yay! Yeah, man, my uh, my astonishing lack of technical prowess finally bit me in the butt. And <laughs> I got a new phone having issues, but uh, borrowed the sister's phone, and we're all good for this one now. And hopefully I'll have my situation worked out in time for next week. <laughs> Sounds good. That's perfect. As long as we get it done, and we are going to get it done. Uh, for those of you that, who may or may not have uh, been listening earlier, since it is Thursday night, and this is going to get published well after the game kick, kicks off, it might even get published after the game is over, the Thursday night game. I had a quick little five-minute podcast where I gave our uh, predictions for tonight's game. We both picked the Jacksonville Jaguars over New Orleans. I had a 17-13 to 13 score, and I believe you had a 23-13 to 13 score. Yeah, we were pretty close there, huh? Yeah, I'm just thinking uh, Jacksonville's defense is playing really well, but so is New Orleans, so I think it might be a low-scoring game. I'm with you, and uh, it was. Uh, I was uh, also had to look and see if Trevor Lawrence was playing before I made that call because there was right. And there, but apparently he is. He is. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, I made the decision easy. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to uh, back to week six, though. Seems like so long ago now. Yeah. But um, let's get to what we uh, what we got right and what we got wrong. We came in with a forty-eight and thirty. Uh, record for both of us. We are tied through five weeks of predicting. Predicting. I will say week six did break the tie, but we'll get to that at the end. Okay. All right. So the first game, Denver against Kansas City, and we both got it right. We both picked Kansas City, but we both picked Kansas City by a much bigger score than nineteen to. Uh, what was it nineteen to nine? Or 19, nineteen to eight. Nineteen yeah. to eight. And uh, they still don't another team that still doesn't look right. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. The chiefs, there's something wrong in the chiefs uh, offensive uh, works there. And I'm not sure what it is, but um, uh, they did, uh, they did make a trade for Nicole Hardman yesterday. So that's at least some, uh, a uh, competent wide receiver coming back to them that knows the system might help a little bit. Um, yep. That's nice. But uh, boy, I don't know. It's tough to figure because I mean, they're winning games, so it's hard to fault them too much. But uh, they are just not looking like the Chiefs of old. That's for sure. Right. That's for sure. And uh, Mahomes. Mahomes is not playing like Mahomes. Right. Agreed. And, uh, you know, and I'd like to blame it on the receiving core, but he had a bad receiving core last year, too, and was at the MVP. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. And even even if it is the receiving core, you wouldn't think it would be to this degree i completely agree because it's it's certainly it's a little different than last year but it's not you know the, that dramatic i mean i guess juju smith schuster would be the biggest loss and you know he's not uh you know you know number anybody's number one pick on their fantasy team by any means but he's a competent nfl receiver at least he played competently for them last year so right right 
So we'll have to see. But um, yeah, they something still isn't right. But you, like you said, they keep winning, and I guess you know that's really all that matters as long as you keep winning. Yeah, it really looks good at the end of the year when you win games when you're not playing well. It really does. Right. Okay, so we got that one right. We are going to move on to Baltimore against Tennessee. Baltimore wins. I can't read my handwriting here. Oh, here, I'll, I'll pull up the results uh, in the meantime, so I have them in front of me so in case you need them. Thank you. For those who, not, who are not familiar also, uh, I do a lot of podcasts sometimes in my car, and because of the unique situation we had this week, uh, I am in my car right now doing this one, and, you know, I'm obviously paying attention to the road, but I'm glancing down to get these results, and for some reason I can't read the handwriting no worries. I got you covered, man. No, don't but worry. I got about a 24, what is it 24 to 6? 24 to 16. 16, 16. Yep. Okay. And we both got it right. And you were pretty close. You said 23 13. Yeah. Not and bad. Um, yeah, we, what we said kind of came true. We said Baltimore is just the better team. And we yeah. got to go with that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I, that's so at, at a certain point in the season, just uh, you, you have a, you get a start to get a sense of who's better. Although, <laughs> We'll see how that sense worked out a little later on in these uh, recap. But, but uh, absolutely, yes, yeah. The uh, the noteworthy thing about this game to me, other than the Ravens uh, continuing to be a good team, is um, despite their slip to Pittsburgh, um, is the old school coaching that was going on between uh, Harbaugh and Vrabel. They were there were more field goals and punts on fourth and one than I've seen in the NFL combined in weeks. I mean, it was wild. It was it was really interesting to see. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I noticed that, too. The, the, the league has changed. I mean, that's just all there is to it. The league has changed. A hundred percent, man. It started, it's oddly, oddly enough, that whole thing started with Chip Kelly, of all people. <laughs> and not many people would like to acknowledge that Chip Kelly changed anything in the NFL. Certainly an, an Eagle fan that sat through his era, but he did that. He did that for sure. He brought that and uh, a lot of much more, a lot of more hurry-up offense to the NFL. Yep. Hey, when he first came in, he kind of set the world on fire, though. Oh, they were ten and six his first two seasons. Yeah, you know, so hard to argue with that. But then he then it imploded because he's a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> well put. <laughs> <laughs> That's my summation of the Chip Kelly era. Okay, season. Okay, season. Maniac trades with Sean Coy for nothing. McCoy for nothing and uh, and implodes and never to get into, you know and out of the league in a couple years. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we might need to uh, do a couple extra podcasts in the next couple weeks because I think we're going to get some trades oh. that are going to be very impactful. And one of the ones biggest rumors right now is Derrick Henry is on the block. Okay, we're back. A uh, little bit of a snafu there. You got a phone call and. I guess the, it disconnected us. No big deal. I was just in the middle of uh, mentioning that we might need an extra couple of uh, podcasts if, if uh, you know, if we can get our schedule straight and do a, maybe one or two extra ones because the trade deadline is going to be very interesting and there's oh, yeah. some big names associated with it. A hundred percent. I would be so in on that because I love that as much as you do. And uh, and guess who's back on the block, or at least uh, once out again? Devonte Adams. Are, are. <laughs> yep, yep. Devonte Adams. And now, what made me think about it was we were talking about Tennessee and the fact that Derrick Henry is on the block. 
you know, and that's a real thing, I think, because they really like Tajay Spears, and uh, it is, you know, it's they're not going to get a play, another playoff run out of him at, at his age, I don't think. So it's uh, it would make a lot of sense for them to do it. It'll be very interesting to see where he goes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. There's a <laughs> man. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yeah, I'm in on the uh, the trade deadline podcast. If uh, if uh, we what we think is going to happen get, goes down. Yeah, there's a team down in uh, Texas that can use a big back. <laughs> you know, it's funny because my first thought was to pair him up with DeAndre Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, we think alike. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Washington and Atlanta, it's the same score, 24 to 16 again. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. I got this one right, but you actually got this one wrong. Yep. I had Washington 21 to 18, and you had Atlanta 20 to 16. So you were close. You had actually got the score right on uh, one of them, but you got the uh, the winner reverse. The reverse, yeah. And you were you were very close. I mean, well well called on that one because I, I, uh, I, I should have known better than the – rely on the Desmond Ritter-led uh, Falcons when he was going to tuck three picks. Well, if Washington is who we say they are, which is not a dumpster fire, but just not very good, mm-hmm. then you kind of had to expect a little bit of a bounce back after the just putrid effort against uh, Chicago. You know, that's a fair point, man. I've been kind of using that logic with the Colts, and uh, you used it there, and uh, well done. Because I, I was, I thought the Falcons were solid enough at this point in the season to win a home game against a mediocre team. I'm, I'm high on the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but that was a good, yeah, that was a good call, man. I don't, I don't know many people that were picking the Commanders, and, that, and uh, I certainly didn't. So well done. And also, don't forget, they also had the three extra days because they played on a Thursday. Right, right, and I, I don't think I gave that enough credit for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, not a whole lot going on there, and either what with either one of those teams, though. So I'm just going to move on if that's cool. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Not the most exciting matchup. <laughs> yeah. All right, Minnesota over Chicago, nineteen to thirteen. We both got this wrong. Uh, Chicago teased us a little bit with playing well, and now they just complete they. They lost the game they should not have lost at home. Yeah, and uh, it didn't help that uh, Justin Fields went out somewhere in the first half. I, mean, I forget exactly when. But oh, that's right. So, yeah, okay, so they got a reason. Okay, yeah. I forgot. They did have a reason this time and because uh, he's about one of the very few things that's uh, intriguing and, and uh, interesting about that team at all. Right, right, right. And uh, is he out for a while? What's the prognosis? Do you know? You know what? I'm going to look while we're talking because that one I didn't see today when I was uh, watching injury updates on ESPN. Yep, yep. But yeah, they um, they teased us, but I I did not. I knew he got hurt for some reason. I was thinking it was later in the game. I didn't realize it was it was the first half. So that's the reason why. But Minnesota, wow! I mean, they are not good. They are. Another one that is just a complete dumpster fire. I agree. I agree. They, they are terrible. <laughs> they stink. Yeah, they really do. They're, they're and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they start selling off some pieces. No, that well, we, we talked about Kirk Cousins uh, last week, I think it was, or two weeks ago. Uh, it's an yep. interesting possibility. Um, and uh, with uh, with uh, there's a unbelievable rash of injuries in the league right now, um, especially at the quarterback position. And uh, 
Uh, I can't wait to see if he gets moved. And, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. They, they stink. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So is there any update on Fields? Oh, I'm no? sorry, yes. So it says a slight injury update is slight chance he plays versus Raiders. So it sounds like he's doubtful, maybe, I, although I'm not seeing oh, oh. that. That word. Okay, but this is not a long-term thing, it doesn't look like. No, no, it doesn't look like he's out of the year. He just might miss this week or, or two or something, but uh, maybe even play this week. Okay. All right. Um, next game was Seattle at Cincinnati. Cincinnati got the win 17-13, to and uh, they are starting to uh, round into form a little bit, although they didn't score as much as we thought they would, but they are definitely rounding into form for sure. Agreed. And did you happen to see the post-game interview on the field with um, right, right after the game when they're still in their uniforms with uh, with uh, Joe Burrow? Um, I might have, but I don't remember. This is why I love this guy so much. They they won the game. He comes off the field. The, for, the reporter's praising them up and down, and he just looked, he had a furrowed brow and he looked pissed. And uh, all he pretty much would say is, we got to get better. We got to get better. They just won a game, and all he could think about two seconds after the game is over is, I got to get better. My team has to get better. I, I, and I you're right. That is fantastic to hear. Loved it. Loved it. If you're a Bengals fan, you got to feel good about that. Real oh, good about absolutely, that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And uh, the only other thing I really wanted to mention about this game, too, is uh, the uh, astonishing lack of time for Gino. Um, he, uh, the, I don't, a combination of maybe the Bengals are that good on their defensive line. I'm not sure. I, I, uh, and the Seahawks are that bad at pass protecting, but boy, I mean, he had no time almost the whole game. Anytime he had time, he, he completed a pass, but he didn't, he had well, time that, maybe 20% of the time. Yeah. And that's the thing is when I was saying rounding into form, I wasn't just thinking of Burrow. I think as a team, the Bengals are rounding into form defensively as well. Yeah, I agree, man. It sure looked like it because, boy, I mean, Geno Smith was just harassed all night long or all day long. What, what is this, uh, four out of five wins, four to five games or three in a row or something like that? Yeah, let me uh, double-check that while we're talking, but I'm, I think you're on to something. Uh, I think they I think they moved above 500 with this win. Uh, or oh, they're, they're maybe like right at five. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm efforting, efforting. <laughs> <laughs> You're our stats and information guy. You're our research guy. Yeah, when I'm the IT guy, it's scary, but it's uh, as long as I have my Chromebook and not a phone, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, they got to uh, they got to three hundred. Oh uh, yeah, to three hundred, to three and three, five hundred, and they've won two in a row. Two in a row, but I think two out of uh, three out of four. I bet. But regardless, yeah, I think you're right. Cause I, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well. Yeah, Seattle. Um, they were they were on the road. It was tough, and like you said, a tough matchup. I still think Seattle's a quality team, but uh, Cincinnati is in get right mode, and they gotta they gotta win these kind of games, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, uh yeah, I agree. This is that was huge. They have to. They're, you know, that it's a it's a fascinating cluster in the AFC North right now. I mean, they're actually in last place, which is wild that the Browns are ahead of them. But um, yeah, and speaking of the Browns, that's the next game. Here we go. Cleveland Downs, San Francisco, nineteen to seventeen. Wow! What did I not see that coming? What? And I'll tell you what. It, it wasn't even the quarterback. It wasn't the 
backup quarterback. I thought it was going to be the rookie they played the week before. It was PJ Walker, the uh, the uh, XFL star. <laughs> yep. Who uh, who uh, played? And if I honestly, I would have given the Browns a little more. I still want to put them to win, but I uh, I would have given them a little more credit if I knew PJ was going to play because I actually like that guy. But uh, boy, I I, I mean, I, I I would have made them lose by fourteen instead of twenty seven. You know what I mean? I still would have well, you, them to win. You you actually picked thirty five to six. Yeah. Yeah, I would have given <laughs> given the Browns like ten more points because of PJ Walker, but I still would have been way off. <laughs> yep, thirty five to six, and I picked twenty six to fourteen. We obviously were way off, nineteen to seventeen. That Cleveland defense played out of their minds. They are one of the best in the league, if not the absolute best. They shut San Francisco down, and then San Francisco got some injuries late that did not help at all with McCaffrey and. Uh, uh, was Debo. it Debo? Yep, Debo, yeah. Both went down. Uh, that didn't help. And uh, Cleveland squeaked a two-point win out at home. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Uh, Brock Purdy's worst game as a professional quarterback, and it was bad. It was. It was bad. And uh, there might be a book out on him now. We'll have to see. That's really, That's a great point, and I'm really curious to see. I mean, I think the guy is, uh, is a legitimate player, but uh, once a game like this happens, we'll find out because everybody's going to copycat what the Browns did. Yep, or at least try to, absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, he's got to commend them, especially without even having their starting quarterback, and they still won the game. Yeah, astonishing. I mean, that was, that, that was the, uh, one of the shockers of the week for sure. So, obviously, we both got that one wrong as well. Absolutely. <laughs> and I don't know if I said, but we both got Cincinnati right. Yes, correct. Yes. yes. Okay. Moving on, New Orleans at Houston. I got this one wrong, and you got it right. Uh, Houston wins 20-13. to 13. And um, I think I, I believe in New Orleans a little bit too much. Yeah, I, I was never there with you. But I thought you like after one of the, the couple weeks, they, they I was starting to think they were creeping towards what you were thinking. But well, when they beat New England, what was it, thirty-four to three or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think, thirty-four nothing. I don't think thirty-four that's quite how bad New England was at that point. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I thought the Saints would uh, would would put up more of a uh, more of an effort in this one. They only scored thirteen points, twenty to thirteen. They lost. Um, you were you said twenty four twenty and I said twenty eight twenty, so um, yeah, Houston is a surprising team. CJ Stroud, obviously, um, yeah, they're, they're just they're one of those teams, and I mentioned this last week that I can't figure out week to week. One week they play really well, next week they play like like garbage, and you can't figure it out week to week with this team. This is another one. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, they they are. <laughs> It really is fascinating, man. They, uh, I mean, oh, by, by the way, we, we spent a, a chunk of time talking about that interception streak, right? To start C.J. Stroud's career where he topped Dak Prescott's record, right? Yep. He threw a pick in the first quarter. Streak <laughs> 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 <Freak> over. <laughs> He's human after all, but that's all right, man. It was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, I think New Orleans now for me, has slipped out of that category, the category of like that Houston's in that we can't figure them out week to week. And sometimes they win and we expect them to lose and vice versa. I think New Orleans is just not very good. I agree. 
I think they're a team you can look at to, to win against some uh, other bad teams when they're at home. And uh, besides that, I won't be picking them much. Agreed, agreed. It's starting to get to a point in the season where you are who what your record says you are. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And uh, they, they are looking like a very subpar team. Yeah. All right. Well, more another team getting right. Jacksonville over Indianapolis. And it was 37 to 20. We both got this right. We both predicted big, big numbers. Uh, 31 points from each of us. Yeah. But they they surpassed that 37 to 20. Gotta say, Jacksonville, um, this was the kind of game that, that they needed. And although I know Lawrence got banged up and uh, he was questionable for tonight's game, but it looks like he is going to play. But either way, they, they're looking uh, better and better, and I'm getting more confident in my high, uh, high expectations for them this year. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, they're they're the they are uh, looking like the team we both thought they'd be. You again had them going further in the playoffs, but we both had them with a big regular season record. They've won three in a row, and uh, and looking like the real deal, man. Exactly like you know, I think we both thought they would coming in. You know, and I think and that, another, in my opinion, their defense is a little better than I expected. Even that's another thing that I was exactly going to say was their defense played really well, and their defense is better than we were giving them credit for, and with with their offense. If they have a solid defense to go along with it, they are going to be very dangerous in the playoffs. Yeah, if I knew they that their defense was going to be that much better, I, I might have had them go a little further in the playoffs too. You know, or I, I don't even remember where I had them, but wherever I did, I would have had them another round probably. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, the Colts, they're, they're in that same category as Houston. Week to week, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, but they might be more in the New Orleans category where they're just not very good as well. Yeah, and well, and they got a big issue now because Anthony Richardson is now out for the year. Yes, he is. And Minshew showed what Minshew is, which I love Gardner. He's one of my favorite people to root for, you know. But this is I saw this with the Eagles. He is really good in spurts, but over the long haul, he has his issues. And three picks this week showed what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh yeah, he is a good spot starter, but he is not good to be your quarterback for an extended period of time. Yeah, that I, that would be my uh, no, you know, never mind. I take it back because they got rid. Never mind. I was gonna say that might be a decent spot for Kirk Cousins, but Rich with Richardson, it doesn't make sense because he'll, like you said last week, he'll want a contract. He's gonna want a contract, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if Carolina wants to give up on Bryce Young, then they can get him because <laughs> they lost again to Miami, forty-two to twenty-one. Double them up. And we were pretty close. I had forty-two to seventeen, and you had forty to nineteen, and they won forty-two to twenty-one. That's kind of crazy how close we were. That's wild because that's a big number, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and we both we both got it right. And uh, then my Miami spotted them. What fourteen points was it? Fourteen nothing. I yeah yes it was it was they had a lead early. Bryce Young was looking like uh, he was uh, gonna outplay Tua, and then. Uh, then of course everything fell to pieces and they they got uh, destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> As expected, uh, Miami is dangerous. They are very very dangerous, and uh, I don't like their defense though. I definitely think their defense has taken a step back because I always thought their defense was decent. Yeah, and I don't think it is anymore. I think uh, don't forget you know, they lost Ramsey, right? Yes. 
I think that was a big pro- that's a big problem for them. And I got a feeling that uh, that's probably going to be their undoing in the playoffs at some point. But they're going to get there because the regular season they're going to have these games where they just steamroll people and they just you can't keep up with them. You can't you know if you if you're trying to run the track on them, you can't run with them. You know, I like to go old school. Well, here's a here's an entire team comparison. They remind me a lot of Air Coriel San Diego Chargers. Really? Yep. See, uh, to me, it's like the greatest show on turf. Ah, interesting. See, though, well, the reason I say that is because uh, the uh, the Chargers' defense stunk, and that's why they never won a Super Bowl. Right, right, right. Because right. the, the offense, I guess, comparison for sure. But this, uh, and uh, but that was that's what I, yeah, that's offense. more what I'm doing is the the offense more than the yeah. No, I, I I'm with you on that 100. percent I'm just looking at the whole team. Great offense, horrible defense. Can they get it done in the end? I don't know. The Chargers never did. We'll see with the Dolphins. All right. Um, in Carolina, yeah, they're are they going to win a game? <laughs> they might be the worst team. I mean, I, I keep trying to figure out who the worst team in the league is, and they're in the in the competition for it for sure. Another interesting yeah. thing to keep in mind for the trade deadline is uh, what is it? Brian Burns, their their awesome uh, outside linebacker slash defensive end. Do I have the name right? I think so. Yes. You know me with first names. I probably just named some, uh, you know, javelin thrower from the 2026 <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> oh, by the way, remember Maybe. last week when I said Paul Holmgren instead of Mike Holmgren? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Holmgren was the GM of the Flyers for like 10 years. Oh, so there is a Paul Holmgren. I didn't just pull it out of nowhere. I was definitely, it was obviously wrong, but I did pull it out of the of, uh, sports ether. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Philadelphia sports ether, so that makes sense. Right, right. Yes, it's in my. I'm not the biggest uh, hockey guy, but I still pay attention because I'm a sports nerd. So it is Brian Burns, and Brian Burns is like ninth in the NFL in sacks since he was drafted in 2020, and he's still only 25 years old. I saw him on a list of potential people to be traded at the deadline, and uh, boy, I would I'd be willing to give up a, a mint for that guy if I was a GM. I would, yeah, I would give up quite a bit for him as well. Right on, right on. Oh, and hey, one although last edge stack. rusher we probably don't really need, but whatever. Right, right, yeah, totally, totally. I, uh, I one interesting stat before we move on from that Dolphins game, talking about their defense, they have given up more points than anybody in their division, including the god awful Patriots. 156, 156 total points to the Patriots, 152. And neither team has had a buy yet, so that's an equal equal accounting. Wow. That does not bode well for playoff football. No, it doesn't. Definitely not. Right on. All right. Let's move on. Speaking of the Patriots, <laughs> they went up against uh, the Raiders, Vegas. Yes. I have 23-17. Is that correct? Uh, twenty-one seventeen. Twenty-one seventeen. See, this angle is not good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we both got it right, and we both, yeah, we both got it right. Vegas winning the game. I had seventeen thirteen. You had seventeen and nine. It wasn't as quite as low scoring as we uh we had, but still pretty low scoring. Kind of went the way we thought. And yeah, Vegas is a very good, but they were at home, and New England's even worse. Absolutely with you. That is uh, two bad teams, and you said it well. New England's even worse than the Raiders, which is not a sentence anybody wants to say right now. They got a. They need a quarterback. They're the ones that got to trade for Cousins or co- trade for somebody. Uh, Mac Jones 
is not the answer. And if they don't make a trade, then either way, in this offseason, I expect them to make a move either in the draft or in the, you know, whoever in the offseason for a quarterback because Mac Jones is clearly not the guy. I completely agree. They do not have uh, – the, there's a lot of talk about that rookie whose name I'm blanking on uh, starting to play soon, the young guy who was playing. They, they gave him a couple snaps at quarterback, a couple snaps at receiver this week. They went uh, uh, like uh, – Old school Pittsburgh Steelers on them <laughs> with Cordell Stewart. Yeah, Cordell Stewart with Bill Cower. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they, they 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 are a mess at that position. They're a mess. In, the entire team is a mess. Uh, Bill, well, I mean, he's come from that coaching tree. Bill Parcells, yeah, right. Never valued a quarterback. He never valued a quarterback. That's so true. That is so true. Yeah, he. I mean, I remember when he was the coach of the Cowboys. And this is well, you know, obviously well into his career. And he was saying, my view on a quarterback has never changed. In one of the earliest interviews they had with him. And he said, it's never changed. I just need somebody to make the throws and drive the bus and not screw anything up. That's all I need a quarter from a quarterback. That's so, I mean, and what a weird approach, you know, up to the most important. And listen, Belichick. I, there's a very good chance he retires at the end of this season, never done having done anything of significance in this league without Tom Brady. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see it. Although I don't think he's going to retire because I think he has too much of an ego for that. You know, I I, I think you're right, and I kind of I kind of hope you're right because I want to see him completely destroy his legacy before he calls it a day. <laughs> well, I think the reason why he's not going to is because he's going to try to. Get this at least pointed in the right direction before he goes. Yeah, and well, and you know, good luck with that because he's the he's he's been the GM for several years now. You know, all the Scott Piolis and all the guys yeah. that used to be in that. I'm I'm telling you, man, I I guarantee you, he has the same fe- feeling on quarterback as as Parcells. Well, it certainly shows. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe and, and you know what? For Parcells, it was fine. For Parcells in his time, it was fine, but it's it, it's changed. Yeah, the, it's not the same. The league has changed. You man, can't not, have that that thought anymore. Yeah, you're not winning with Jeff Hostetler anymore. No, you're definitely not. <laughs> and to be honest, even Phil Sims. Right. Yeah, it's a different Phil Sims was never a big thrower. Nope. Not really. He was good. He was solid, but he was never anything spectacular. No, no, no. He just he was smart about not turning the ball over. Other than that, he was just a guy. Yeah, and he was he was accurate. I always hear from Giants fans about that Super Bowl, the greatest quarterback performance in the Super Bowl ever. But that was just the one game. But he was definitely good in the clutch too, and definitely good in the playoffs. No doubt. And uh, and listen, that was the greatest completion percentage in a Super Bowl. It was not the greatest quarterback performance. Well, he was twenty three of twenty five. Yeah, and it was a great completion percentage. But listen. Nick Foles threw for 450 yards against Bill Belichick's Patriots, and uh, and I could I could I could give you a few Joe Montana games and a few other games that I think are much. Oh yeah, I, I don't agree with it. I'm just saying the Giants fans. That's that's no no no. I'm with you. They, I'm they just saying out. that because I know there might be a Giant fan or two listening. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, cool. Let's continue. I know we're at 24 minutes, but I think we could just power through and finish this up in one one shot. Let's do it, man. All right, uh, Detroit and Tampa Bay. Detroit wins 20-6. to six. We both got it right. We thought it'd be more of a game because Tampa Bay was coming off the bye week and Tampa Bay has played well this year, and it really wasn't. Detroit took care of business 20-6, to six, and uh, another team 
like the like the Jags, like Cincinnati, just pointing in the right direction. They got everything going for them. It's going to be very difficult to pick against them the rest of the way. Yeah, I completely agree. They are on. And I also, real quick, yeah. I'm sorry, no, no, no. real quick, I, I also think they have one of the easiest schedules the rest of the way as well. Oh, interesting. I haven't looked ahead at that, but I will. I'll check that out. That's that's cool. I didn't Somebody's, know that. If you want to run through it, we can uh, – if you want to pull it up, we can run through it real fast. Somebody uh, – I forgot who it was or where I heard it. Somebody mentioned that their schedule is really going to help them out in terms of uh, playoff positioning because they have an easy road the rest of the way. Okay. I'm pulling it up as we speak. Let me take a look here. So, we have uh, – okay. Now, they have a tough one this week because they're playing at the Ravens. But from that point forward, we have the the, Ra- the Raiders, the Chargers, the, yep. the Bears, the Packers. <laughs> yeah. The Saints, the Bears again. Wow. The Broncos, the Vikings. And then they finally yeah. play a tough team with the Cowboys, and then they play the Vikings again. Yeah, and the Vikings are, are horrible. That and they got the Bears twice and the Vikings twice. Yeah, they're in a great division for that's uh, four that's four wins right there. Yeah. No, that's that is unbelievable. The only two teams you could say are tough in that entire last run of the season is the Cowboys and the Chargers. Even if they lose both of those games, they're gonna they're gonna have like thirteen wins. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and they, they'll probably lose one of those division games just because that happens. But I mean, they're they're looking at twelve and or uh, thirteen. What is it now? Thirteen and four, fourteen and three. Holy mackerel! Maybe maybe twelve and five, but yeah, that's probably worst case scenario. Week, and they lose. That's probably worst case. Games. Yeah, worst case scenario. That's wild. Twelve man. and five. That is wild. Because they're gonna beat the Raiders. Oh yeah. We'll see what that what happens this week with Baltimore. All right, um, yeah, not too much to say here. Uh, Tampa Bay, maybe they're reverting back to what we thought they were going to be at the beginning, but they also played a really good team. So we'll have to see where Tampa Bay goes from here. They're going to be probably difficult to pick the rest of the way as well. I agree. They, they, I still don't know what to make of them, uh, and I'm going to just say wait and see. Yep. Okay. Arizona at the Rams. Rams take care of business here, twenty six to nine. We both got that one right. You had 30, 30 to thirty three to sixteen. Yep. Um, we both had higher. Well, actually, I had twenty one to thirteen. Um, but the thing is, Arizona is is starting to uh, to fall fall down. Uh, I mean, they, they weren't winning games. But they were competitive, and now they're starting to not be competitive because I think the losing is just starting to weigh on them. I agree. I think uh, they have reverted to what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. Um, and uh, there is some 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 whispers of uh, of um, Kyler Murray coming back here, uh, which would yep. obviously give them a little boost for sure. But I still think they're not right. good with with even with Kyler Murray. But they will. They I think they win a couple more maybe games because if he's back. And it's saying the latest update is he could be ready for game action in two weeks. By the way. Yeah. So I mean, they were they were feisty before, and they they were losing, but they were going down fighting. They were competitive, and uh, now it looks like maybe maybe you know the wheels are falling off a little bit, and. Uh, 
you know, you lose you lose a lot, then all of a sudden it, it just becomes habit. It becomes, oh, here we go again as soon as the first thing goes wrong. And it's really hard to fight out of that when your mind, you know, at this point you're just basically trained to just think the worst-case scenario every time. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. I agree 100%. Losing becomes a habit. I've seen it in Philly over the years. It's done stretches on various teams. So I get it. Yeah, 100%. That's a real thing. I think Kyler Murray coming back, you know, is their one shot to get a little more on track, and we'll see how that much of that matters when he's back. But I still think they're a bad team and with a better quarterback. Yep. Okay. I am going to just say the winner here, and then I'm going to let you take it. All right. The New York Jets over the Philadelphia Eagles 20-14. to 14. Obviously, we both got this wrong and taken away. Well, holy crap. Um, <laughs> this this was unbelievable, man. Especially since the Niners had already lost to the Browns earlier in the day, and that, that would have cleared the path for the Eagles to be in the, the number one seed lead if all they had to do was beat a very mediocre Jets team. And uh, it was just one of those days, man. They couldn't, uh, you know – they went up early, you know, and they looked okay. You know, there was they were leaving stuff on the field, but they were up. I think it was fourteen to three at one point, and uh, and they just went to pieces. Uh, um, Jalen Hurts had one of his worst games as a pro through three pick or three picks, I think. One wasn't his fault. Uh, Dallas Goddard dropped it. The last one was bad. The last one was his fault. That was a bad throw. Oh, that was just a dumb choice, you know, and uh, absolutely. And then two of the three were his fault. The one that Dallas Goddard dropped just went right into, you know, he deflected it and went and fell into the defender's hands. But uh, Right, right. But, uh, but just not – and I'll tell you this. I remember early in the season I was on their offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson. Then I started liking what I was seeing when DeAndre Swift had that 180-yard game, right? Yep. Well – with about 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter in that game, DeAndre Swift had six carries, and that's absolutely insane. It's completely unacceptable. And uh, well, the thing is, they couldn't run though. The Jets' defense—I tell you what—they have stepped it up the last couple weeks. Their defense is phenomenal. Yeah, but the Eagles have one of the best run games in football for the last three years. And if you don't do it more than six times in three quarters, it's never going to work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know though if they were going to have much success doing it though. I, I don't. I, I'm. I was more than anything in this game. I was more impressed with the Jets' defense, and they had balls. <laughs> I gotta say that at the end, when they could have, when when they went for it and didn't get it, and and they, or, you know basically just gave you guys the ball back with enough time to go down and score. And they had no fear giving you the ball back because they had that much confidence in their defense, and they were right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was wild. It was wild. I, it was there was a lot of listen. The Jets' right. defense is for real. Um, yeah, and uh, Zach Wilson. I'm, I I don't think he's a good quarterback yet, but he's not as bad as he was earlier in the year. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, it looks like he was going to just. He's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, and that's way better than either of us thought we were going to say about him a couple weeks back. Yeah, he's okay. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so whenever the Cowboys lose or I'm always talking about the concerns I have, you've got to have some concerns now with, with the Eagles, with what you saw. Their defense is kind of beat up, too. Their secondary is a little beat up. What are you thinking in terms of uh, concerns moving forward, if you have any? Yeah, well, there's there's several. There's <laughs> the, uh, um, Lane Johnson went out with an injury early, 
and he's the best right tackle in football and has been for 10 years. Um, that's a huge yeah. loss. I haven't seen any updates. I'll, I'll look it up while we're, uh, we're talking, but uh, um, they are getting Darius Slay back this week. It sounds like at least he's practicing. So uh, hopefully, because that's huge, because their uh, secondary was taken. Oh, <laughs> did you see uh, wh- who they signed? The Eagles? Yeah. No. <laughs> Check this out. And, uh, boy, did I have to do a triple take. They signed Julio Jones. Really? Yep. Uh, I don't know. Do they really need a receiver? Well, uh, uh, Quez Watkins is on the IR. And um, the uh, that guy they signed from the Falcons, Almedis Zacharias, or however you say it, Yep. Um, has had uh, several weeks. He had one good game early on when uh, Quez first got hurt. And that's the all the catches he's had. He had has four catches for like 76 yards and a touchdown, and that all came in that one game. <laughs> and that's been, oh, it's well. been three more weeks without Quez, and he hasn't done anything. So, listen, I, I you know, wh- I don't know how much they're going to get out of Julio because uh, even when he was in his prime, he was hurt all the time. But, <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, know. he probably doesn't have much left, but you never know. You might get catch lightning in the bottle, even if it's for a few games. Yeah, and it, I, it was funny because I, you know, even last year when I, I considered him completely washed up, he uh, I, I saw a little uh, article about this, and he had uh, six catches for seventy six yards in the Bucks playoff game last year. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, maybe he'll do something. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So Lane Johnson got hurt. Slay. Yeah, the secondary I know was beat up. Yeah, they, they are they are hurting, man. Uh, Lane Johnson, uh, let's see here. Lane Johnson, Reed Blankenship, their safety. Bradley Roby, the nickel corner they signed recently off the street. And Devontae Smith, all listed as not practicing. Oh, boy. Yep. So, uh, but the good news is, and that's bad, but the good news is Darius Slay and um, the, uh, the rookie defensive tackle, I, I stink with names, the uh, – I probably won't get it. That's okay. I'll get it. He's a guy that they were comparing uh, to um, the greatest defensive tackles of all time like two weeks ago before he got hurt. Um, oh, okay. Reggie White? <laughs> yeah, and uh, who's, the guy that plays, who's the guy that plays for the Rams? Oh, Aaron Donald. Yeah, because he had his, uh, his first like four game stats were comparable only to Aaron Donald in the history of defensive tackles. <laughs> oh. Well, hopefully, they, all right. Well, um, yeah, because you're going to need it with your matchup next week. You, you need your secondary to be intact. Big time, man. Big time. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we'll get to that. But holy mackerel, that's going to be uh, scary. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, I'm going to move on. Let's do it. Buffalo over the Giants. We both picked it. But um, – 42 to 10 and 31 to 10 were our scores. <laughs> and they won 14 to 9 in an absolutely disgusting game to try to watch. <laughs> it was. It was terrible. And the Giants were right in it, man. The whole way they led most of the, like a big chunk of the game. Um, it was just, I don't know what happened with, with what happened with Buffalo. I mean, I think it's just the Giants are so bad that they played one of their worst games and they still got the win. Yeah. But, uh, you know, wow. Yeah, I, I, you know the Giants are still terrible. I'm not going to be picking them or anything, but uh, I was surprised at how how 
much they were still in this game all the way through. Like you said, Absolutely. they were right there. Yeah, it was it was it was a shocking game. Um, they you know I mean they had a fourth and goal from inside the ten or wait not they had a, a play from inside the ten. I can't remember what down it was with uh, you know a couple seconds left to win this game. I mean they almost won. They you know uh, Darren Waller had his hands on the ball in the back of the end zone. So. It was yeah. it was scary, man. Like, because uh, you know, I mean, I the, the uh, I just couldn't believe it. First of all, second of all, I obviously root against the Giants. I didn't want to see them win, and I was like, they're gonna they're gonna win this game. I can't freaking believe it. But they they didn't quite pull it off. They didn't quite pull it off. And but I'll tell you what, we were right about the fact that Tyrod Taylor is not much of a drop off from Danny Dimes, if yeah. any at all. No, I I uh, completely agree with that. It showed in the game and. Uh, yeah, that's a sad state of affairs for fifth-year Danny Dimes if he's he's not better than Tyrod Taylor at this point. Yeah, and uh, the New York sports talk this week has been talking about is it is it time to move on? To get, is it do you get a quarterback in the offseason or in the draft and start start over at quarterback? There, that's the talk this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, listen, before they even care about that, what they ought to do is take every draft pick they have this year and draft an offensive lineman. Well, the thing is, they've done that. <laughs> they, I, I think I, I said this stat before. They've, um, they've used more high draft equity, meaning the first, second, or third round picks in the last ten years than any other team in the league. Yeah, yeah. Now the but I and they say, can't get it right. Yeah, they can't. And uh, now for five of those years, they had the worst GM in football. Dave Gettleman doing that. So hopefully, hopefully uh, for their sake, hopefully not for ours as uh, fellow division rivals, this new GM will get a little better handle on it. But they're not going to be able to do anything with anybody until they fix that. They've got one. They've got Andrew Thomas, and that's it. Yeah, they got one guy. They need at least two more to cobble together a, a functional offensive line. Yeah, and Thomas is always is hurt, and he's hurt right now. He hasn't played the last three weeks. Yeah, no, nah, that's uh, yeah, they, they, it's uh, brutal. It's brutal. They are uh, they are just devastatingly bad. And uh, Saquon Barkley coming back gave him a little juice because no other running back was going to turn those two runs into thirty five yarders in the third fourth quarter. No, that was no, not on their roster. I mean, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, they're, he's they're, excellent. They're, he's excellent. Yeah, they're, they're just they're just going to be a complete mess until they fix that line somehow. Maybe instead, okay, so instead of doing the draft thing, they should they should clear their salary cap as much as they can and sign every functional offensive lineman that's on the market this year because they got to do something. It's crazy. Hey, Ty, <laughs> who you, you 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 faded out a little bit? Oh, I uh, just any functional lineman that comes on the free agent market this year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, in Astro Buffalo, I'm just going to chalk it off, uh, chalk it up to a bad game. Um, yeah. We'll see if this becomes a trend or anything. But for right now, it's a bad game, and I'm just going to move on. I'm with you. I'm with you 100. Okay, Cowboys, Chargers. I got it wrong because I always got to pick against them. <laughs> but well, you take this one first because you you let me do that with the Eagles. So you go ahead and do yeah. your thing. I'll try to. Okay. Have you got it right. We both have the same score, which is funny. 23-21, and it was 20-17, to 17, so it was a pretty close game. Yeah. Um, I will say, you know, it was fine. I, I was never – I don't know why, but I was very comfortable watching this game because I, I could just tell that they were playing much better than they had been, and they were playing better defense than they had been, and Dak looked 
the best he's looked all year. You look great. And um, I was, I don't know why. I just got a feeling the whole time, like, they're, they're going to win this game. They're going to pull this one out. Like, this is not, they're playing too well to not win this game. Even though it was on the road and the Chargers can be dangerous, I was still pretty confident as I was, as the game was unfolding. Obviously, when it started, I was pretty uh, nervous about it. But as it started to unfold, I'm like, oh, oh, we're getting one of these games. We're getting Dak, you know, we're getting very good Dak tonight. We're getting the defense playing really well tonight. Oh, okay. We're going to be okay. And that's basically all I thought. It was fine. There was nothing wrong. I, I, I enjoyed the game. I'm happy with the win, obviously. Much better going into the bye at 4-2. and two. Feeling much better about that. And uh, we'll see where we go from here. But, yeah. We're, we're okay, too, but they you know, kept just a little bit short. Yeah, it was a good game. It really was. And uh, just as a neutral observer, well, it's not quite neutral observer, but uh, um, yeah. they, uh, I agree with everything you said. Dak looked great, and uh, it's been a minute since he looked great. You know what I mean? Um, yep. The Chargers hung in there, you know, and made him earn it. Uh, you know, uh, Staley didn't do anything to blow it this time. And uh, the one thing I wanted to bring up is um, Marquise. Is it Marquise or Marcus Bell? Marquise? I the think defensive Marquise, guy that plays like a Bell. linebacker. Yeah, he's, the Cowboys. he's he's excellent. Where the hell did he come from? Like, I never <laughs> heard of that guy. And, and I know, to be honest, I never did either. Like, what the heck? I never did either, but he was – I mean, this isn't the first time this year I've seen him. I've seen him the whole season, and he's played well. But that last game, he was very good. And um, Micah's still not quite right, but he did have that one real explosive play at the end of the game that kind of sealed it, which was excellent to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was huge. But, you know, he's still not quite right. They're still a little banged up. I tell you, the um, – I don't. I can't believe how much this Diggs injury is killing us. It's really affecting everything, and I don't. I, I don't understand. But now Van Der Esch probably going to be out for a while. So you know we're getting hit with the injuries as everybody is. This year is absolutely crazy with injuries, just in general. Big time guys going out left and right, all over the place. All over the place, man, and. Uh... And last week was as bad as any week. I mean, people were dropping like flies. It was crazy. Yeah. So, at this point, health has got to be the most important thing for every team because I think just on health alone, you're gonna be you're gonna win some games just because all these teams are so beat up. But if you're not, you're gonna win the games. I agree. Yeah. It's it's a, there's gonna be it's a the old uh, cliche the uh, battle of attrition and uh, we are in that part of the season, man. This is a Good time to have a bye week if your team has a bye week right now, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not upset at all by the bye week. Then we got to come back and play another good team in the Rams. We'll have to see how we do there. But uh, I'm feeling feeling pretty good about that this past win for sure. It, it definitely uh, settled me down a little bit, especially going into the bye. Yeah, I agree. And it it, uh, it was a little disappointing as an Eagle fan. I was hoping – the same reason you picked the Chargers, I picked the Cowboys. Because if they, they lose, I win. <laughs> but they, they look good, man. And Dak, Dak was the big takeaway for me. From, from And, you know, there were still people talking about oh, – um, just like, you know, during the game, just waiting for Dak to throw his typical interception, typical interception, blow the game. I want that's 
that's such crap. You know, Dak has four interceptions on the year, and uh, Jalen Hurts has seven. Yeah, nuts. It's it's dude. and nobody talks about Hurts in that way. Right? No, it's nuts. It's nuts. I I don't understand all the Dak hate. I, we've talked about this before. I don't get it. I I I think the guy's a player, man, and uh, I think all the Dak haters are gonna, you know. Nobody ever admits they're wrong on NFL TV shows, but uh, they should by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's not he's not all world or anything, but that 15 interception thing last year is is the exception, not the rule. The rule is he doesn't throw that many picks. Exactly, exactly. I mean, just look at you know he was the guy that set I mean, the rookie record seen, that CJ Stroud just broke, even going back yeah, that far. He's I mean, we've seen we've seen years with him over 30 touchdowns, like 10 picks. Yeah, and like no, four thousand yards and over four thousand yards. I don't get the Dak hate. Never have. So I'm with you 100, percent man. Yeah. All righty, and it was good to see Brandon Cooks get more involved because we need that guy to uh, definitely be more involved. We need a second. The second receiver uh, hasn't really helped us too much, but hopefully, maybe they're going to unlock that a little bit more because uh, Cooks is a good player and he really hasn't done anything. I, I agree. No, I'm glad you brought that up actually, because that was a that was a point I wanted to make and uh, I forgot. And uh, yeah, that was big because, you know, I just brought up maybe two weeks ago about how they're not using him at all, and uh, all of a sudden he was a big part of the game plan. So that was that was that they did they were doing. Yeah, a lot I think of they right kind of made that made a. I think they made a concerted effort to get him involved, and he got the touchdown too. So. Yeah, yeah, and I will say one thing. Uh, 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 Tony Pollard hasn't looked great the last couple weeks. I mean, he's a great no. pass receiver, but the running part, you know what I mean? Yeah, he hasn't at all. Um, yeah, that big back in Tennessee could help that maybe. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. That, that that would be – I would hate to see that as an Eagle fan. I would. I think that would be a great move for them. But, uh, yeah, just interesting to me because I expected uh, Pollard just to be racking up yardage every game, and uh, it's it's been a little, uh, a little bit of a down tilt the last few. I agree. I agree. They got to get the running game going more. Okay. All right. Well, I finished ten and five on the week. You finished eleven and four. You got me head to head, two games to one, which means you have taken a one game lead at fifty nine and thirty four, and I am at fifty eight and thirty five. Wow. I, that's, I well, knew it was going to happen. I told you I'm not very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, you're doing just fine, man. I mean, we're both uh, more than 20 games over uh, 500 here, so that's not too bad, especially in the in this crazy league and, and even in an exceptionally crazy year. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just barely squeaked into the lead for the first time this year, so it's not like I'm just cruising now. i got to earn it. So <laughs> We'll see what happens this yeah. week, man. So just keep it trucking. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's going to wrap this up. Well, sounds good, man. I guess, uh, yeah, another crazy week in the NFL. Um, it's why we love this game, man. And uh, let's uh, we'll pick it up with the uh, the, the uh, selections or the uh, predictions for week seven here in a bit, huh? Absolutely. So hopefully everybody will join us for that. I'll be back with a quick close, and then we'll be right back. Uh, the, this, this podcast will be posted right about the same time as the next one we're going to do, which is the week seven preview. Al, thanks for joining me as always. And uh, we'll be right back with the predictions uh, show and I'll be back with a close right on.
So there you have it. That is our week six review, our weekly review segment that we do every single week. Usually we'll be out on Wednesdays. Hopefully moving forward, we'll be back to our normal normal schedule starting next week. As long as Al can get his uh, phone situation taken care of. But either way, it's a little later than normal, but we got it out there. It is the week six review. Please stay tuned because coming right at you right after this one is the week seven preview. And uh, it's uh, another fun segment, just as good as this one. Hopefully you join us for that. But until next time, I will see you later.